The sports story everyone's talking about today is just moments away. So call or text us right now at 573-875-KTGR and make your voice heard. This is The Big Show with Andy and Brendan on KTGR. What's going on, guys? Well, that, that last segment went really good. I didn't embarrass myself at all. I wasn't lying on the radio. I didn't give out any misinformation. <laughs> and everybody had a wonderful time. Thanks for sticking with us here on The Big Show. KTGR and KTGR.com. It's an NFL hour of madness coming up as in just a few minutes. We're going to get into over-unders for Chiefs-Ravens, the AFC Championship game. And then we'll run it back with the same for Niners-Lions. We get to talk about my Lions and it's a little bit of a betting angle, a little bit of a whatever you want. 573-875-KTGR. If you've got over-unders to send in for either of the two championship games coming up this weekend. And then we'll talk about Bill Belichick. Because not only did he make a great call in drafting Kayshawn Butte in the sixth round last year, he uh, doesn't have an NFL job and the Falcons have filled theirs. So is he going to miss out? We'll talk about that later on in the program. 875-KTGR to weigh in. But first, it's 5 o'clock. It's time for the top five at five on the big show. Number one. You want to trade away for curtain number one? You can have curtain one. Well, the Chiefs injury report, not too many changes. Joe Tooney still out of practice, probably won't play this weekend. Isaiah Pacheco also did not practice with the toe injury. They did say he was going to participate in walkthroughs. I don't know. I might need to see Pacheco at least out there limited in practice tomorrow to feel a little bit better about him actually going. But he says he's good to go, so I guess for now we take his word for it. No Derek Noddy, no Sky Moore today. Chiefs probably will be without both of those guys. We'll see. But they are going to have to get as many reinforcements as they can to take down this Ravens team who has been oh so good this year. Top seed in the AFC. Chiefs in Baltimore at 2 o'clock on Sunday. Winner moves on to the Super Bowl. Number two. Number two. Your timing is impeccable. If the Chiefs do move on to the Super Bowl, I think it only adds to the dynasty that has already been built. We have Justin text in and make the case like two Super Bowl wins doesn't define a dynasty in the third trip with the loss doesn't count towards it. I mean, look, I don't think there's one thing that defines dynasty. I think there are tiers to it. Right now, the Chiefs dynasty isn't on the level of the ones that the 49ers and the Cowboys and the Steelers and the Patriots have built in years past. But it does define an era of you know, everybody else in the NFL realizing that, hey, if we want to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, more often than not, we're going to have to go through that team, and that team is the Chiefs. Number three. There's Mizzou men's basketball, I mean, they'll have some chances coming up to get that first SEC win, and there is a real chance it could happen against South Carolina this weekend, but I think once they get back home, certainly some chances. Arkansas is just about as bad as them this year. They also have Vanderbilt on the schedule, two more home games after that. It's not looking great right now, but I could see a runway where if they get a little bit of a rhythm going, then they could maybe reverse a little bit of luck. I can't believe I'm being optimistic about it at the moment, but here we are. Number four. Oh, I shanked it. Kayshawn Butte made 8,900 bets while allegedly being underage as a member of the LSU football team. He's now with the Patriots, but probably not for much longer as he's now under arrest for, you know, essentially computer fraud, trying to pretend he's somebody else, trying to be more than 21 years old to make these bets. And now he's in some real hot water. He allegedly bet on some LSU games, too. He's probably not going to make it in the NFL. 
number five. What did the five fingers say to the face? Slap! Nick Dunlap, I think it's sweet that you're becoming a PGA pro, even if Brendan thinks the opposite. It's the Big Show's top five at five on KTGR. 875-KTGR, if you want to call or text us. Look, I think it's awesome. It's a great story. An amateur winning on the tour has to make a decision, decides I'm ready for the big step. I'm going to go pro and forego the end of my collegiate career. I just thought the way that you were framing it, that it was a decision of you've got all the time in the world, kid. You don't have to become pro today. And I just, I read it wrong. It was a misread. (laughs) But what made it so special was that Andy, within my wrong read that I held, let me kind of wallow around in it for like three minutes. And then he (laughs) finally goes, dude, no, he's going pro. And I said, oh, oh, my bad. So, so that is what took place. Casey missed it. You'll probably get a chance to hear it again tomorrow. Yeah, or I'm not you know, going to tell the... Chris what he has to do, but I think it's possible yeah. that there was nothing dumber that happened on the show than what I did at about four fifty-five today. Yeah, if you missed it, you we can, got time. You can catch the podcast too. On our <laughs> there's always time it, it, with can, me, isn't there? You can catch the podcast. Uh, we put up the full show podcasts, and you can find them at ktgr.com or on uh, the KTGR app. If you don't have that. Make sure you download it, and you can get all of our uh, podcasts there. It's on Spotify, too, by Spotify the way. and Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast things. Give like us that. reviews. Why not? Give us five-star reviews. Say we're awesome. That'd be nice. 875-KTGR. It's a call or text us. Are we Chris awesome really needs that, to hear it. That's, the, what, that's yeah, why he's the reinforcement. It. It's me putting him up on you know Spotify and whatnot. Give me those reviews. Yeah, Chris he's, needs them. He needs them. Give it to him. All Give right. it for the resume. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so the over-unders, uh, for, for Chiefs Ravens this weekend, and we'll do, uh, Niners Lions in a little bit too, but let's start with the Chiefs and the Ravens. Give us your over-unders for the game. 875-KTGR, call or text us. Oh, over or under. They, they put this up and it's Carrington Harrison, I believe, is what it put it up, Kansas City radio host. The amount okay. of time that they have shown... Taylor Swift on the TV broadcasts. And it's only been like a minute and a half now combined for the two playoff the, games. During the playoffs. During yeah, the playoffs, clear, yeah. Two games, about 40 seconds per game. Yeah. 50 seconds per game, whatever it is. Um, That sounds about right, though, because like when they flash to her, it's only for like a second or two. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're lingering. No. It's to get a reaction after Kelsey catches a touchdown for the most part, that's when they show or Pacheco so. running it in for all. For, I guess, yeah, baby. <laughs> I was I was kind of surprised by, but um, she had the ten under. fingers. She's like, that's ten. That's number ten. That's yeah, our baby. number ten. Like she's yeah. into it. Yeah, she knows. She's she's hip with it. Um, over or under four and a half times that they show her. Over. I think. What's the game on CBS? CBS. What's the yeah CBS? Yeah. Four and a half times, yeah, because yeah, I think yeah. Kelsey has a nice game, and I think when when he does something, they are inclined to show her. So I think over four and a half times, but that's going to count like when they show her after the touchdown or after the big play, and then going to commercial, they'll they'll do it in slow mo. You know, like right. it'll be that it'll counts. be over yeah. four and a half, yeah. but the set the total seconds, you know, thirty seconds or so. It's not it's going to be nothing crazy. They've they've figured out how to do it. I think we talk more about how much they show her 
then they actually show her. And it's not everybody that gets mad, but there's that like small subsect of people that gets mad about it. And they're, they're wrong because yeah, it, that, it, it's, that all point it's all fun. It's all 5% of the time shown on the NFL broadcast is showing Taylor Swift. And the other 99.5% is not showing Taylor Swift. But what I really want to dig into here is over under 0.5 times that Jason Kelsey takes off his shirt. Okay. Because that's the hard-hitting that is definitely the, investigative journalism sure. that we yes. need. Yeah. Uh, that was so good. I'm going to say under. I'm going to say he keeps his shirt on I'm this time. say this that's, time he's the buttoned up kind of, you know, Buffalo, there's reason to go insane. There's a right? reason. There's yes. plenty of reason. What reason is there to, you know, take your shirt off in Baltimore? I don't know. I, I think know. that could be a. I think that could be a drop. <laughs> I just uh, what reasons there? Yeah, I think we could we could clip that off. Uh, anyway, yeah, I think hopefully they're all there though because I want to see them all. I want to see you know Kylie Kelsey in the background telling yeah. you know hoping Jason is is presentable right because the last there's just nothing she could do no last week. But, uh, you know, okay, so we've gotten the extracurriculars right, out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Anybody? Uh, anything football? Is there any football? Anything to... football rela- oh, we have to do football-related well, things we here? Well, we I guess. We don't have to. Okay, all right. Um, over or under, two and a half touchdowns, Patrick Mahomes. Is that passing and, r- passing and rushing again? Yep. What was it last week? Because you took the over. Um, Pacheco got... scored one, though, so that means it was under, right? He had Wouldn't two last week. He threw two touchdowns to Kelsey. Yep. Didn't run any. Did not in. run any in, so it was two. So you were you lost I last week. You lost that one last week. Yes, I, I I didn't bet on it, but I said, well, Pacheco might score one mid twenties. I got that part right. I'm going to say again under. Um, I don't know if it benefits the Chiefs for this one to be a shootout because I think the Ravens' defense is pretty tough, and the Ravens scoring points. Like, could you score with the Ravens? Yeah, you could. But what's been the tendency of the Chiefs? In recent weeks, it's like, yeah, kind of too many times you do tend to settle for a field goal in the red zone. I don't think you can do that this week. Um, that being said, Chiefs could score three total touchdowns and either win or lose based on that. It'll be in the mix. That's kind of what the script was last game. But still, I feel like they do tend to – Pacheco can get in. He can run the he can run the ball. And if Andy Reid wants to do something crazy and it's like a Kelsey pass to McCall Hardman for a touchdown, then that would – Obviously, oh God, take away Hardman. from Mahomes. Over or under, half, I don't a know t- what. half a touch. Over. He's going to touch the football, and we're all going to scream when it happens. We're yeah. going to yell, and we're going to be yeah. like, yo, just get down, go down. It'll be like when a when a guy gets an interception at the end of a game, and his team is get down, just fall down. The moment the ball touches Michael Hardman's hands, fall down. Just go down. Just fall down. But five, take the, the five-yard loss. It's don't better be than, what, yeah. than the alternative. Just go down. <laughs> that'll be that'll be the reaction we get from the teammates on the field. Oh boy, eight seven five KTGR. Call or text us. Do you have one, uh, Brendan? Do you want to throw one out? I'm going under on the Mahomes touchdowns also this week. Yeah, I think that's a little. Now, if I said one and a half, what would you do for Mahomes touchdowns? I'd say they I would too. Yeah, think a couple yeah, of yeah, touchdowns. Yeah. And then it's like, does Pacheco run one in? Do they get a defensive score? They didn't last week. I thought they would. The over-under is even lower this week than it was last week at 44-and-a-half at unnamedsportsbook.com. I'm now seeing Chiefs up to plus four. So that means, I mean, to move off of that minus three range tells you the money is is flowing toward the Ravens, if I had to guess. Um, But I am going to take the same angle I took last week and ask you about the opposing quarterback and what he might do on the ground because it was a very easy decision for me to say, over Josh Allen rushing yards, 
but I'm looking at unnamedsportsbook.com, and I'm looking at the number that they have for Lamar Jackson, and it's a little bit lofty. Do you want to guess at the number for Lamar's rushing yardage total before I tell you and ask you over under? What do you think it's at at the, the site that I'm looking at, unnamedsportsbook.com? 52 and a half. It is 64 and a half wow. with insane minus 140 odds on over. So it's very it, that is you know, expensive. You have to bet 14 bucks on over to profit 10. It's a you have to pay a premium to bet that over. Is that crazy to you? I, I know that I know what Lamar Jackson can do. And I know that Josh Allen kind of ran wild a little bit on the Chiefs last week. I don't have in front of me the exact yardage he hit, but I know it felt like a lot. It was 72. So I'll ask you, over under 64 and a half. Over. You think? I'm going to say under. But that feels wrong, He's going to get it. <laughs> he's not going to get it on very many designed runs. He's going to get it scrambling. And he's going to have that breakdown. Like, what he does on a defensive breakdown is more damaging than what I think Josh Allen or anybody else could do. Because he's faster. Yeah. He's straight line speed faster. Yeah. And he chews up twenty yards in the blink of an eye. Yep. Do not give him twenty yards to chew up when he's scrambling around trying to extend a play. Don't let that happen. But they probably will because it's tough to contain. Eight seven five KTGR over unders for Chiefs for Chiefs Ravens. Tell them to us. Old Jay is here on the KTGR hotline. Old Jay, what you got? Okay, so first off, I think the best part of that whole Jason Kelsey shirtless in the sweet thing was that the that was the first time him and his wife had been introduced to taylor swift i mean that is just i mean it's like hey how you doing my shirt's coming off it's like all right put all the cards on the table i get it yeah that's that, hey, Show your true you know, colors. It's, it's like you said in this podcast you can only go you can only go up from it from now but uh that was awesome but okay so all her unders i was actually gonna think less than that but okay so i'm gonna say 85 and a half Total rushing yards for both quarterbacks. Combined? Um, combined. Okay. Um, I'm going to go. And plus, don't people scream when Hartman catches the ball just because he actually caught the ball? Or am I thinking someone else? <laughs> that wasn't Maybe very nice. I'm sorry. Me. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, I was thinking probably... Ooh, so I'm going to say, I'll see um, one and a half touchdowns for Kelsey. And then I'm going to go to the Lions, and then I'm going to say two and a half touchdowns for Goff. Okay. And then um, we're going to say one and a half a rushing touchdown for the Lions, and then the miscellaneous one is how many treacherous pigs do I have in my house right now because I have not made the pigs, but they will happen tonight. Okay. Well, you had six last year, right? Yes. Well, we have six pigs, but how many are going to actually are actually going to make a pig? Or, or, or... so what I'm going to do is I have I have three Abyssinian pigs, and those are the guinea pigs that you see with like the right what they yeah. look like the hairs all over the place. Sure. And then they got the and then I've got three puffy ones. So I'm going to divide it up like that, so it's three and three, so there's no ties. Okay. So, all right. but all six are making picks. Very good. Godspeed right. to you, sir. Yeah, let's. <laughs> we're looking forward to that. Uh, appreciate the call, Jay, here on the Big Show KTGR. Okay, 
trying to remember where he left off. Uh, Kelsey, the he one and a half touchdowns. Uh, Kelsey, one and a half touchdowns. Uh, Kelsey will uh, score a touchdown, but I don't think he scores two, two again. No, I think he'll Which he did, one. He, he just did it, so I can understand the question. But that's a tough expectation. It'd be cool if he did. Be a lot cooler if he did. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 85 and a half rushing yards for both quarterbacks. I'll take the over on that because I don't think Lamar gets shut out. I was just saying under 64 and a half because it's kind of a big number. But if he goes for 60, Mahomes will go for 30, uh, and they can clear that. Would you agree? You took over so. Lamar, yeah. so I'm assuming. Yeah, I took over he Lamar, might, so uh, Mahomes. He might take Lamar on his own to get 85. I mean, that's possible. It's possible. If that's how he's running in that game, what did he have last time out? He got close to 100, didn't he, against the Texans? Oh, Lamar, yeah, I haven't looked at that. Probably, though, it felt like, again, it he felt like he and Josh touchdown. Allen both ran wild. Does Lamar run one in? What do you think about that? He had two rushing touchdowns and 100 yards last week on the ground. Oh, yikes. Yeah, may, maybe I'm wrong about this under 64-and-a-half thing. He went 11 for 102 on the ground. Yeah. That's, that's 22 that's fantasy points. Yeah. That is insane. Just, that, just, just, for the, yeah, just for the rushing total, and then he's got the, the passing stats to back that up. I mean, ridiculous. I'm going over on that. Because I think uh, I think Mahomes will scramble well too, but he's going to have to do it a couple times. Not as often as Lamar, but a couple times. Yeah. So we'll see how well he does it. But eight seven five KTGR, give us a call or a text. What do you have on the? I forget if he had any other Chiefs ones, but he kind of gave us a lot. The Lions. How do you think uh, Jared Goff? We'll go ahead and just get to that. I know we're going to do that up next, but uh, a one and a half, and a half touchdowns. Two, two and a half. Did he say two and a half? I think he said two and a half for Goff. Ooh, I think that's what? under. I don't think both can be. I don't think it could be over two and a half, but also they run one in because he he asked over under half rushing touchdown. I say they run one in because that's generally the preference, even on the goal line. Yeah, on first and second down for the for the Lions, and I think they'll kind of stick to their guns on that, even against San Francisco. I think they'll run one in. No, Goff does not throw for three. Um, although he's, I mean, if if he's got healthy weapons like Laporta and Amon Ra, then I guess anything's possible. But that the, we'll get more into it, but that feels like it's going to have to be a little bit of a tighter game. Like the Lions are going to have to play some defense to win. It might not come from scoring forty to beat the Niners. Yeah, they'll have to they'll have to lock that down. If they want to win that game, it's going to have to be something like low twenties. Is the low to mid? Low to like mid. That. Yeah, I don't know if that's a. Because, I mean, and that's possible with the Niners, right? You can do that to that Niners team. They've shown it. It's going to be hard, though. Right? <laughs> it's going to be hard, man. I mean, Debo was a limited practice participant, I believe, today. He's he's going to play. Yeah. It's Thursday, and he's already on the field, kind of moving around a little bit. He's got to play. The Niners have been starved for this for this Super Bowl, and I I think he's I think if there's any chance, he's going to be in there. 875-KTGR. Give us over-unders for the championship games this weekend of the NFL. Josh texting in. Chris Jones, one and a half sacks. Eh, he'll get one. I'll take the under. Lamar's a hard guy to bring down. That is I don't a know hard if guy to sack. Familiar to anybody? Man, it's tough, though, because... Would you take I, two? I bet you'd get great odds on it if you took two. I mean, two. I kind of like the odds a little bit, you know? Hmm. I'll say he does it. I'll say he gets two. Look at you. It's just like when we both right? said Mizzou would beat Texas A&M. What do we have to lose? 
Why not? Let's just say it. They're going to win on a buzzer beater. No, they did not. Poor fellas. Here's one I'll give you. I want to know the passing environment that we're going to see in this game. Okay. Unnamedsportsbook.com's got Lamar's passing line at 208.5, Patty Ice at 240.5. So I just combine them and ask you over under 249.5 passing yards by the two quarterbacks. I don't know if I said don't that right. Don't you mean 449 49.5 is what so I meant to say. 450 yards. Can they combine for Essentially, that? Essentially, that is the question. Yes. I uh, know. I think it's easily no, but yeah. why do I feel that way? I, because why do I they feel both like this is, because they're going to run. Don't they're going to run. It's going to be possession based. They're going to be long drives. Like how many punts did we have in Bills Chiefs? One or two? It wasn't that many. I know we had out of as of about the beginning of the fourth quarter. I think it was just maybe one. How in, many punts combined? The the teams had three. Buffalo had think, two. Kansas City had one. I don't know if it'll quite be to that level, but I think it will be close. Let me just ask you that. Over under three and a half punts. Man. And I don't know what, I'm sure you could bet this somewhere, but I don't know what the number would be. Here's what I'm I'll say. I'll basing say. Basing off the last game. I'll say over because I like both defenses to get things figured out early. Okay. But then yeah. second half could be, it might be it the reverse up. effect of what this Chiefs-Bills game was. Both offenses up and down the field, exchanging blows. But second half, we saw what Chiefs and Bills scored in the third. They scored a touchdown in the third quarter, and then Chiefs got the final touchdown, very start of the fourth, and then nothing else for the final 14 minutes like that. Right. Just nothing. I think we see the reverse. I think we see the third game. quarter light up, but I think by the fourth quarter, aren't these two defenses, Baltimore and Kansas City, both capable of, kind of clamping it back down and having those long drives, and it'll be, do we bend but but not break? Yeah. Like That might be the question again. Sure. I, I hear what you're saying, though. I absolutely hear what you're saying. But I think I, either way, either way it happens over on the three-and-a-half punts. I think it's over. Over on three-and-a-half punts, I would agree, but not by a ton. But also, it, to the question of 449-and-a-half passing yards, I think it's under because of the, of the fact that there will be those punts when on third and seven and eight, you're going to have some incomplete passes from two good secondaries. That I think otherwise, it's not to say that the Bills don't have a decent secondary, but I just feel like there were more opportunities to extend drives than than maybe you'll see in this game. I, I do like the defenses to to have their say until it kind of opens up after halftime adjustments. It'd be very interesting. Give us your over unders eight seven five KTGR for the AFC and NFC championship games. We'll focus a little more on the NFC coming up next. Text in your over unders for Niners and Lions. And is Bill Belichick really not going to be coaching anywhere next year? We'll talk about that possibility at 545 on The Big Show. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. Give us your over-unders for the weekend of NFL championship football. For both Chiefs, Ravens, and Lions Niners, 875-KTGR. If you want to give us your over-unders, Jerry texting in. He said he heard this morning on ESPN that the Ravens offensive line has given up the 16th most sacks this year. Would have thought that huh. he was harder to sack than that, too. Yeah, I was kind of looking at you know some of the other uh, regular season stats, and Baltimore was 24th in the league in sacks allowed per pass attempt. They allowed a sack on 
0.3% of, I guess, uh, like passing plays. As reference, the Chiefs were really good at keeping Patrick Mahomes upright. Only 4.4% of the time was he sacked. That was good for second in the league. So So when it comes to... Like keeping their quarterback upright, Chiefs have actually been a lot better at that. Now, it's not to say that Ravens' offensive line is cooked, but, I mean, it, it just goes to show that sometimes when, when you have a mobile quarterback like that, like Lamar can scoot out of those situations, but oftentimes you can run into them, too. Yeah, because you can be extra aggressive in trying to extend plays. Like, that can be your M.O., but when you do that, it, it, you're going to end up with more of your passing plays being those types of plays that can be maybe a little bit dangerous. And it's not to say that all of them are like that. Sometimes he might just be getting sacked in the pocket because the line breaks down. But I think the play style and the quarterback can also uh, certainly hold some responsibility for some of those sacks. But that at least gives you, I think, a little bit of comfort if you're a Chiefs fan of, okay, it's possible to bring him down. Teams have done it, and and the Chiefs are just going to have to pressure him. But then just acknowledge that when you pressure him, he can do things that make you want to cry into your pillow at at night because if you don't spy him or contain him when he gets beyond that first level of the line of scrimmage, it could be very dangerous. And the Chiefs, by that same metric in the regular season on defense, best sack percentage per pass attempt. More than 10% of the time, in fact. Number one in the league, 10.25%. I like what I hear. They got a good pass rush. I mean, I like it's, what I'm hearing. It's got to show up on Sunday in order for them to have a chance. Yeah. So, um, so I, you know what, Chris Jones, one and a half sacks. I, I you're like, going. I'm going. Over, huh? I'm going for it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Too. I'll still take under. But there. if you said like two and a half team sacks, yeah, I'll take take the That's over possible. on that. Yeah. You know, it's very possible. maybe just different guys doing it. It's very true. We got to go, Nick Bolton. I uh, INT in this game, like <laughs> Old Jay did a number of weeks ago. How about I the number of times Nick TV. Bolton uh, sniffs out a, a fake punt? Like he was How telling, about like, that? Yeah, like the mic'd up uh, on the inside of the NFL stuff. Like he was telling, coming off the field, he was telling all his guys, watch the fake, it's coming, it's coming. And then sure enough. Now, did the Chiefs only have 10 guys on the field for that apparently, play? I didn't I count them myself. Yeah, I didn't either. But I wondered, like, did they bait them into that? I, surely you wouldn't put 10 guys on the field on purpose. That would be... Because they can, they could fake it in any direction. They could fake a pass, and then you're, you know, it's a lot easier to, I think, stop a run with one guy down than it would be to to look up and see how many guys are running down the field as a receiver. But regardless, that was a heads up play by Bolton, and I and I think it goes further to prove that the NFL official script writers had said Demar Hamlin gets the fake and and, and a first down on it, and it mm-hmm. was only Nick Bolton who was brave enough to say. We don't. We Actually, don't have to. No. no, we're not going to let that happen. No, not going to. So do I wonder that. if he got any in any trouble with the league for like going against the script. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I don't yeah. know. I haven't heard anything, but I, you'd have to assume they weren't happy. Well, everybody else is going to claim that it, the the NFL writes the script for the Chiefs, though. So that's <laughs> right. Like the. You know, but I mean, Demar that. Hamlin to to be in that game is one thing right. because he hasn't yes. played in every game. But the fact that he was the designed guy to get the ball was maybe a little bit of a surprise. A little bit. I mean, he's played that protector role a few times this year and on special yeah. teams. So, I mean, it's, it's it's where he's usually been. But, but yeah. And, by the way, he's a comeback player of the year for sure. Of course he like, is. Yeah. He was like, like, he's, 
He's the finalist. I don't know who the other finalists are. He's a finalist. I think Joe Flacco is another one. Um, Joe Flacco should probably win it. I'm going to be honest with you. But I, I mean, mean, I'm yeah, not trying it's, to. It's going to be DeMar Hamlin. The, the odds are and have been this way all season. DeMar Hamlin, like, minus 8,000. Just right. like, yeah. if you're going to bet on that and you bet on anybody else, you're donating. Like, right. That's yeah. been the way the odds have, have treated it, it, which makes sense. 875-KTGR, over-unders. Uh, give them, give them uh, for the NFC Championship game, Niners and Lions. We had Niner A text in. Purdy, two and a half sacks. Is Purdy sacked more or less than two and a half times? Yeah, they're going to have to. It's going to need to be over for the Lions to win. So I'm going to say over because I'm hopeful that they okay. can win. All right. You've got to pressure him. If you're going to if you're going to do anything, you've got to make him uncomfortable. And that doesn't mean that I'm saying that Brock Purdy is incapable of you know operating under pressure. I'm sure somebody's going to show me, well, the EPA per play. I'm not saying that. But I think to... You, you give him time, What's how does he do, right? Like, you give him time to find all those weapons. He's got, a you know, an embarrassment of riches in terms of Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. Oh, and the best running back in the game. So I, I think, yeah, you're going to have to get him a couple of few times on the ground. Aiden Hutchinson can do it. Um, they can scheme up some other guys to, you know, they, they, they sometimes will safety blitz. I think you're going to see over two and a half, and maybe that's wishful thinking, but that's my take. It just seems to be something that Kyle Shanahan's always ready for, like yeah, those fair. kind of exotic blitzes and things like that. So I'm going to say under, but I, they can get him to the ground two times. I, I'll say twice they get him. All right. Get him. But that offensive line's really darn good, too. Um, and there's no real edge either side in the numbers as far as which team is. It, there's no mismatch there as far as who gets sacks at a really high level. Is it the yeah. Lions defense or is the... Niners offense really good at protecting. It's about a wash there. So I'm going to say it probably lends to a couple of moments where Aiden Hutchinson, as you mentioned, probably wins a one-on-one. Gets, He's a beast. Gets into the ground, and uh, and that's a big play. But I don't know if there are enough plays there for the Lions to get Brock Purdy to the ground. Okay. I think that's fair. And, and the part of that's going to be what? They're going to run the ball. And I know the Lions yeah. like pride themselves on being able to stop the run. I almost think, though, it's going to be like their secondary is where they're weak, right? And so whatever you're going to ask, I don't, I don't know what you'd put the number at for Brock Purdy passing yards. I'd probably take the over. Like, I think they're going to be able to throw. But can they do that in conjunction with McCaffrey? I, McCaffrey's going to catch the ball. It, it's always a part of his game. Rushing yardage for McCaffrey. Do you, I'll just set it at triple digits because almost regardless mm. of, of what it is at the sports books, he's going to get some. But if he gets a 100-yard day, in conjunction with what I expect him to do in the air and, and just the offense in general to do through the air, it's bad. It might be bad news for my Lions unless they just do find a way to score 40 points. I don't know if he breaks 100 on, on just I'm the rushing say, total. I'm going to say under. Yep, just rushing. Under. If you were to, if you were to give me, like, total all-purpose yards or whatever, it, I don't know. Maybe a little under. Lions are a tough half. team to run on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say under. Um but not to say that he can't get in the end zone, not to say that he probably won't break off a yeah. 20, 25-yard run to set But the he could break off a, a pass, spot. right? That could, be a, res- that could yeah. be a screen, right. and so it technically wouldn't count. That's why I ask. I think if he specifically gets it on the ground, a 100-yard day on the ground would spell bad news for the Lions. A lot of things could Certainly. spell bad yeah. news for the Lions. They're down, they're underdog by seven. We get it. But that's another one of the elements I wanted to bring up. Yeah. I'll say under, but he's going to be a huge factor. 875-KTGR, call or text us. Sam here on the KTGR hotline now. Sam, what you got? 
Gents, good afternoon. How are you? Doing good. I'm going to go over under a total of three rushing touchdowns total between the two teams. For Niners-Lions? For Niners-Lions. Really? Combined three touchdowns. So let's put it two and a half so we have to pick a side. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. Okay, appreciate appreciate it, Sam, here on the big show. I think it's a great question because, again, the way that the Lions get beat is not typically on the ground. It's through the air. But that being said, the Niners have a great, the best running back in the NFL who can help you in multiple ways. But I'm going to say it happens, though, because the Lions want to run the ball in the end zone, too. They want to... Unless it's like you get into like third and goal or it's a longer duration, I think you're going to be looking to run the ball. That's what Dan Campbell wants to do. He's going to have it in his head like, we need to prove it against this run defense so we can do it. So I think that, and I think they can, but it won't be, I wish they would throw it. Every time they're going to run in the red zone, I'm going to say, I wish you would have thrown it because I think they can be successful that way. But I'm going to say over two and a half rushing touchdowns. I guess I'm talking to myself into the over on this game overall based on that. Like whatever the total is. Well, if it's if it gets to three rushing touchdowns, and you got to think that's a lot. That that's probably you're probably looking at at least five or six total touchdowns for the game. Fifty one and a half is the total, by the way, on the game, which is not a hard. I mean, it's a pretty big number. I mean, the it's the a bigger number point, than the Chiefs uh, Ravens game. So I mean, you're yep. th- you're giving a little more weight to that one. I'll say over uh, on the rushing to- total as well. I I think it's. McCaffrey's very uh, likely to get in. They'll, the they'll give it to him from on first and goal, something like that. So I think he has a good chance to get there. The quarterback, right? Quarterback's not so as great at rushing the maybe ball. Maybe makes it tougher because in the in the Chiefs game, I would say. I mean, if I told you two and a half rushing touchdowns total, I would probably have a really hard time answering that question. I'd probably say under just because we don't think maybe as many total points, but. When the Ravens get at the one-yard line, they're running it three or maybe four times. They're not, I mean, even more so than the Lions, they want to run the football. Yeah. And they've got the offensive line usually to do that with. Maybe not so much on the pass blocking if they've allowed more sacks than you'd think. But, yeah, they're going to run the ball. And, and the Chiefs, I don't know, they'll, they'll, they won't they will be committed to the run, but they could also do some end-arounds that, that count as runs. So I'd have a hard time with that uh, on that game, too. 875-KTGR, give us your over-unders for Niners-Lions. How about Amon Ross St. Brown? Yeah. Does he get in the end zone? Does he score? At yeah. all. Dang it, you're really adding up these touchdowns and going, yep, yeah, it's probably take the over. But I will say this about the NFL totals. I don't know the exact stat, but midway through the year, it was alarming that the totals that hit 50 or above were often not met. They often went under. And this one's another one of those 50 and above, whereas, like, you think about the Chiefs last week, we the 50 total points were scored, but the over-under was, like, 45 and a half. It's, it's, all, it's kind of always been a trap to see an over-under that high. Um, so, I guess if I'm saying there's going to be enough rushing touchdowns, then I would have to probably take no on Amon Ra, but I'm going to take, take... I'll say no Amon Ra touchdown, but he has a... A day where he probably gets you double digit catches. Okay, like you're gonna have right, to, yeah. you're gonna have to have him be a focal point. And but Laporta is the guy that'll score a receiving Ooh, touchdown right. if there is one. Yeah. Zach Ertz. Does Stop. he get a catch? Does he, Does get, a he catch? get on the field? No, I would not take Zach Ertz for a catch. 
Really? Okay. Would you take the over on that? Maybe. Like, I mean, their backup is is out for the rest of the oh, playoffs. That's kind of why they. Yeah, Brock Wright. Is it Brock Wright? Okay. I'm pretty I did sure not he's. That. I, I'm pretty sure that was the. I mean, not the main reason. I think it was him, and also because of. Uh, yeah, they put him on IR. So I mean, okay. my bad. When yeah. we talked to Will Carroll, he mentioned Laporta. I didn't know that the backup was was down for the count. So yeah, that's a good point. They do use their. They use multiple tight end sets. And if Ertz is going to play, he probably gets a catch. Will he play? Yeah, that's, that's I don't maybe know. the question. If, he probably will, he though. To... Why Why do you do the move? You know the injury to Brock Wright if you're the Lions. Why would you bother signing him if you weren't intent right. upon using him? Yeah. I'm going to say I changed my mind that he does get a catch. Okay. I, I would love to see that. That'd be awesome. Be kind of fun. Yeah. I don't know. I don't care either way about Zach Ertz, but, like, you know, <laughs> but that's hey, kind of hey, fun. You know, long, hey. long-winding career. It is kind of it is kind of weird. Like uh, and Will Carroll was talking about this. It's kind of weird that the NFL lets you do this. Like to last, next to last round, you get to add somebody to your roster like this. And I mean, it's kind of weird, but it's kind of not that weird because, because like the impetus of this is the fact that the the players weeks before asked to be released, right? Like Dalvin Cook, they're like, "Can you just let me out of here because I can I can play?" Like baseball the comparison is like well baseball doesn't do this but the in baseball the guys are usually on the team and oh yeah baseball kind of did do this last year with what the angels tried to do right it's it's just there's no clock on it in baseball yeah. it's like you have to by september 1st you've got to be in the org in in football there's no clock on it so i guess from that perspective it's different but i don't know why not <laughs> i don't have an issue with it it helps it helps these veterans to have a chance too at the the playoffs that they otherwise might not have had all right, here's one that's that may be interesting. We're going back to uh, to Chiefs Ravens on this one. Jason texted it in eight seven five KTGR. The kicker's total points in this game for between, both of them. Yeah, between Justin Tucker and Harrison Butker, total points from the kickers fourteen and a half. Oh, I was counting it up in my head, and that was the number I was going to come up with too. Yeah, but that to get there, you you almost need four field goals. Because if you have three, at least four, then you yeah. need six touchdowns, which would be a lot of points. So I'm going to say, boy, that's a fun Ooh, one. Yeah, right? Because both both teams have great kickers that if you're, yeah. you're in that 53, 55-yard range, unless it's like fourth and one, like if it's fourth and three, you're going to kick. The Ravens did exactly that, kicking off the Texans game. Had a, had a long field goal, but they knew who their kicker was. And even though it was probably a manageable distance to try and go for it, especially in the modern NFL, John Harbaugh said, we're good. We're going to take the free points because we know that Justin Tucker gives them to us. Butker is kind of in that range as well. If it was 13 and a half, I think I'd take the over. But the implication of what it would need to be to be 14 and a half, I'm going to take under. It's going to be close. Over. I think over. Is that is that a, is that a sign of red zone defense kind of winning the day again? Yes. In your mind? Yes. I think both teams get a couple of field goals, at least. So I could see it. Yeah, I could. So yeah. I guess I then could it wouldn't see take it. very many touchdowns to get there, right? You know, no, not at all. So at I mean, I, I think, uh, yeah, I'd say over. over what if Justin Tucker half. throws a touchdown? Then it's automatically over. Oh right? yeah, I mean, no, he'd have to score it, wouldn't he? He'd have to run he, it in. Uh, yeah, I guess wouldn't technically he? that's true. Yeah. yeah, he'd have to run it in. Yeah, something. Like okay, but. Who's more likely to run one in, Butker or <laughs> Chuck, Justin Tucker? Uh, probably uh, Butker. Pro- He's a little really? younger, right? Really? You think so? 
don't know. Don't Tucker know. seems a, to be a little more fleet of foot. This is a stupid question. Why? <laughs> that it doesn't matter the answer. <laughs> Oh, man, but it's fun to think about. That's what over-unders are all about. 875-KTGR, uh, t- tell us your over-unders for the NFC and AFC championship games. Uh, all right, is Bill Belichick really not going to be coaching in the NFL next year? It sure seems that way after the news we just saw from the last couple of hours. We'll talk about it next after this live local sports center. You're listening to the Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. Talk to us here, 875-KTGR on over-unders for the Chiefs, Ravens, and the Niners-Lions games this weekend. 875-5847 with Andy Brennan and producer Chris. So the the coaching carousel, of course, we're, we're seeing the spots being filled now. Two were filled today. Uh, Panthers got their guy. Uh, it was the Tampa Bay offensive coordinator, uh, Canales. They got to see him up close, obviously, so yeah, that helped. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that that happened. And then just in the last few hours or so, the Falcons' job got filled. And it's not Bill Belichick. It is Raheem Morris. Wow. Out of nowhere. Oh my yeah, God. no is kidding. It? Really? Man. Come on. But good for Raheem Morris. I mean, he kind of deserved a second chance, I think. So that's the play for the Falcons. So now who's left? Seahawks, I guess, are still out there. But uh, is there any others? Titans have their guy, right? Brian Callahan, he's he's filled. Yeah, the Bengals I think guy. that's right. Jim, yeah. Jim Harbaugh's now with the Chargers. Uh, Antonio Pierce with the Raiders. What else is open? Is that it? I have there's to be missing be, one. There's got to be something, right? Right. There has to be It's crazy. I, d- I mean, I... Who'd the it Commanders seemed... get? Who did the Commanders get? Is, I don't, is, is, maybe is that's that, the answer. Is that maybe uh, the one? He's not coaching there, though. Uh, Bill Belichick, why not? He's got a lot of ties to that area, right? Yeah. Got to. But is he coaching there? Probably not Seattle. Uh, I say probably not, but come on, crazier things have happened. Um, Maybe he's just not going to be a (laughs) head coach. He can take a year. Like, there's anybody (laughs) How many years does he have? I don't know. I mean, in terms of, like, your vibrancy to take a year and then go back to it at 73 years old, I I guess it mean? just seems yeah. like it's going to – it just seems like that would be – like, if I'm an NFL team, I'm not really trying to wait and then have him come back after a year off because he's a year older. Already you'd ask the question if you hired him, like, well, how many years does he have left that he's going to want to coach at his age? So, I, I don't know. I think that's a little bit of a tough – a tough sell if you were to take a year off. I think that might just kind of be the end. Is it teams being turned off by Bill Belichick, or is it Bill Belichick being turned off by the teams? It's kind of what I'm wondering here. Could be a combo of both. But, like, if you're in the situation mm-hmm. with the Falcons, like, do you have, if you're Bill Belichick, the license to just be in charge of everything the way you want? Or is it, do they say, oh, we don't really want that. We've got right. a GM. You yeah. know, like, how do they handle that? Yeah. That might be part of this kind of little give and take as well. Because with the Patriots for so long, he didn't have to think about those questions. It wasn't even a, it, it was just what it was, right? And that relationship worked for a long, long time until it didn't. And, you know, maybe it's just hard to start over. I guess. I mean, there could always be a job that opens up surprisingly, but I don't know. By this point, you just don't have another option. 
I think we thought one of the playoff teams would fire their coach, right? Yeah, Sean McDermott, maybe, for the Bills, or Nick Sirianni. Any of the NFC East teams that, yeah, that are McCarthy. keeping their coaches. Those are the best. I think that might be the answer. Like, that might be why he doesn't get a spot, if there just weren't the openings that we kind of thought there might be. Because the other openings were kind of blah, other than the Chargers, I guess. I like Falcons, uh, but I but I also like the notion of they end up hiring another defensive coordinator to be their coach. I wanted to see an offensive coordinator like utilize their weapons. It's not to say that they can't hire a good offensive coordinator, but I wanted to see the head coach of the Falcons be somebody that prioritized. Maybe this is just the fantasy football brain talking, but I also think it'd be better for that team because they actually have weapons like Pitts, Drake, London, Bijan. Like those are those are legit playmakers. Yeah, but maybe it's better that way because wasn't Arthur Smith an offensive guy and he didn't know what to do with them. And Arthur Smith has apparently gotten seven different teams that are interested in bringing him in as an OC. The problem is Arthur Smith sucks. That's the thing. (laughs) So it's not like you don't just get a generic offensive mind. You need an you need an offensive mind that can can do do stuff. (laughs) So, but it'll come down to the coordinator hire. Like again, yeah, you can be whatever kind of minded coach you are, but if you've got the guy running that side of the ball that you're not as specialized in. You're, that you trust and they, they do a good job of it, then you're going to be fine. But that that's what the Falcons are going to need after the Raheem Morris hire, which could work out certainly. But I, you know, not as I do kind of like I, I like the hire. It's fine. Um, Show me who's the offensive, who's running the offense. Sure. What, are the, what are they going to do? Who's um, the quarterback? Bill Belichick would have made a whole lot of headlines there. It would have been a lot of fun to follow, but it's looking more and more likely that we're not going to see him coaching the NFL for the first time. Maybe a DC? Since, be a defensive coordinator? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Could be. Maybe a job opens up in in the uh, in the interim. But Dolphins DC, book it right now. Ooh, wouldn't like that be it. something? Be hilarious. Los yes. Angio. Thanks for joining us. We're Let's back tomorrow. We'll ask who you got for all these championship games tomorrow at four o'clock. Join us for all. But he's Brendan. He's producer Chris. I'm Andy. We're done for now.